can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 84 of The Menovation. Now my feet are cold. <laughs> You're not coming in hot. I'm not coming in hot. I'm coming tootsie cold. Yeah. Uh, we are... There we go. We are back here with our boy Blake. Um, if you did not listen to episode 83, go back and do that. Uh, where he starts to lay the foundation of his life, how he ended up homeless multiple times, I think he said, um, in and out of rehab, all these things to where his life is now, uh, which is obviously complete 180. So we're going to pick back up. Um, do not miss this story. So go back and listen to episode 83 for context and then come back and listen to this one. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. What were we just talking about? <laughs> we haven't gotten to the homeless part we're yet. We're talking about cold we're feet. Just about to. Yeah, we were, uh, yeah, we're, we're just about, about to. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so when I, I went to, so I moved back from Idaho, um, Idaho Falls, and because that whole started drinking in 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 Pocatello again, and, and roommate situation wasn't working out, and and uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go there and basically try to live that kind of, okay, like get a nice house, go get a decent job and, and do that kind of white picket fence thing, you know, my girlfriend at the time. And, um, and I did, and I did that. And, um, it, uh, it's my, we'll just, for the sake of time on like last episode, it, it just kind of unfolded not so well. And, and that relationship was not a healthy relationship under any uh, circumstances it was kind of like we didn't really want to be together nor like <laughs> why were we um there was some other stuff at foot but uh was another day but it, <laughs> it, it it brought me to a point where some really uh tragic stuff happened and um it, like rather tragic that you know following my hollywood soapbox would put anybody into a slum <laughs> and so I, I started drinking um, again. But again, when I say started drinking, I think one of the things is is when I go down that road, like I immediately grab that bottle or anything as a solution, right? It mm. is my, and I feel like there's a lot that's similar out there. It's my Xanax for it is sure. for other people. It's my, you know, people who use pain pills and things like that. It is you know, people who use cigarettes or pornography yeah, yeah, yeah. or right. all of that. And it's, um, that was my, okay, I need to feel better. Yeah. This has gotten too far. And it was, you know, that relief seeking. And so I got into that again, especially as, as everything was going. And, um, that ended up putting me into one of the deeper kind of spirals of, uh, it was, it was, pretty tragic stuff that happened and I, I just used it to fuel and drink. And, um, you know, I ended up getting into a car accident that snapped my collarbone and work could tell. Cause I actually ended up like, you know, I was still waking up, going to work basically intoxicated, but still doing a good job, <laughs> you know? And it's like, they could tell that I was kind of in a slum. And then I also like had, you know, broken bone and, gave me some time off and I used that time off and I just ended up diving nose first into, um, drinking every day, all day and wow. like full blown addiction, like, um, getting up to like well over a half gallon of vodka every single day. Jeez. Um, to the point where that's really all I was doing, you know, I was like kind of drinking myself into like a hole and, um, alcohol does not cheer anybody up secretly told so it, it is in fact something <laughs> that does you know like my body was being flushed of everything and, and i i at this point whatever was over me obviously a huge spiritual malady and stuff that i wasn't aware of um i was i was drinking to just like i had no idea like i just was drinking to people would look at it from outside in and i was told like i was drinking to kill myself is what people were saying sure. mm. well I, and this is this plays this 
plays true multiple times throughout where I argue with people like, no, 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 I was drinking to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had no idea what was going on wow, with life. I had wow. no idea okay. what was, you know what I mean? Like how I didn't feel like putting one more foot forward. And there was multiple times in my life where people were like, you're destroying yourself. And I was like, you have no idea like how depressed I am or what's going on in my head. Is this after the one time you've been to rehab? Yeah. Okay. So I ended up, um, so I ended up going, you know, it got to a point where, I mean, I, I checked into like hospital family sent welfare checks on me and stuff. And I'm just really just going to be open about this stuff because of like where it got to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had, uh, just been like withering away, just drinking all day for months. Like, like my best friend, um, you know, still, we, we actually reconnected recently and are catching up now. My best friend at the time, I mean, he would even come over, check on me. Like it, it got to the point where, you know, like the, the ex showed up with like her fiance in a moving truck and it was all this, just all this stuff played out where like my house got emptied, um, by force, forcefully, wow. uh, um, like very forcefully, like illegally, like not good. Uh, so all these things just kept playing into it. And I was, that's, that was before. And I was like, holy crap, you know, and a buddy showed up and I have to tell this story because it was so great when he comes in and he comes downstairs and he's like, ah, yeah. He's like, we need to get you out of the house, you know? <laughs> and just, this is my best friend through college dude, Dan. Um, and, uh, great, great, great guy. And, so I was like, all right, you know, like, it's good to see you, you know? And, and so he's like, let's go get some food. And so I, uh, get up to go outside and, and a, normally I thought it was his truck and there's just this bright blue moped. And I look at him and I'm like, no. And he's like, yep. And he has me a pair of sunglasses. He's like, these are yours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and he's a pretty ripped guy. Right. So you have like these two dudes and he's like, hop on. And I'm just like, oh, I was like, where's your truck? I was like, you're kidding. He's like, Mm-mm. and he does. And he like reaches in this bag and pulls out two sunglasses. And he's like, these ones are yours. So he put on these sunglasses and we're in tank tops. What happened to his truck? These two dudes, he just drove the moped over. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know if it was like intentionally. And so sure. I hop on the back of this moped <laughs> and we're flying around, you know, and he's loving it because this is just his character, you know, and he's we think it's great because it's it's funny you see two buff dudes on a bright it's his girlfriend's moped yeah yeah and uh you know and we're just gonna go get some tacos you know <laughs> and like you know i remember pulling up next to a truck and this truck looks down at us and like it's idaho you know and dan's like that's right wish you were us you know and like um like really, sounds like a Harold and Kumar story. Right? I mean, kind of, yeah. All to get some fiesta life. <laughs> and it was a really fun experience. But so I had people who were like saw where like this was going, you know, and like we're carrying and stuff. And and that was really awesome. And at this point, you know, my body's full blown, like chemically addicted to alcohol. Sure. And so I just got into the hospital, was at a it was recorded at a point seven BAC, which uh, you know, like 0.4, you're supposed to be kind of going into a coma. 0.5, they say you're dead. So 0.7, which was one of the things where the doctor was like, I, I remember I was still conscious and stuff, and it was like this big deal. He's talking to my family, and he's like, hey, I, I've never seen anybody like alive at this level, let alone walking around trying to flirt with my nurses. <laughs> And you know, I mean, why not? Why not? You might as well. So, <laughs> what else do you like, got to lose? Well, that's like that's literally what was told, and I'm just telling it like it was. And so I had no idea like how you know in keeping where God is throughout my whole life because sure. all of my stories like you'll hear like you know, well, he should have died. He should have died. Wait, he did die. Wow. I, I did wow, wow, wow. eventually. Um. And like God's there the whole time, even though like I have no idea. Like wow. I'm not super religious at this point, you know. I'm, I'm like something's out there. If whether it's the Greek gods or whatever it is, so I end up going uh, back through into rehab and coming down to Salt Lake and 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 staying this time um, to do the sober living thing. And so at this point, though, my family was just like they don't get it. Yeah, it's just like what's wrong with you? Just quit you know, and they just like for their own understanding and care and stuff. And, um, I'm kind of getting nixed out of my family and then like do the sober living thing, 
end up uh, doing really well and then ended up drinking and sober living <laughs> with, you know, this girl who's drinking, who I'd met in rehab. Don't go out with people from rehab ever, <laughs> by the way. Uh, Seems like, like good advice. I learned that right. real quick. This like, was like second time around or so. It's like rehab romance. Don't ever do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're in rehab or you're going or you have a loved one in rehab and they meet somebody, just tell them, just delete their number. And like... Well, you're both going through the exact same thing. Right? Yeah, you're, that's the thing. And you're you have, this, each other. You have yeah. this like idea of like, and then you learn it as I get older, like this sense of trauma bonding. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. And you're like, you know, because you both go there and that's why they're so toxic relationships is you go there, you're super vulnerable. It's not alcohol or drugs that's a problem. You're all suffering from something. Sure. Mm -hmm. You get sober, you get clear-minded, you're stuck with somebody for 30, 60, 90 days. It's cute and thinks you're cute. And all of a sudden you're just like getting all this attention you never got and vice versa. And it's just like, it's a, it's a tornado sandstorm of shit. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Like, what else is there to say? Um, <laughs> to say like it is, and it's one of those things. And I learned quick after that. And when I went to rehabs after that, it was, it was like, mm, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, but still wanting the attention, of course. So I'm like, sure. please do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I end up staying and in, in, in that sober living, I end up drinking. And I, I, I was truthful, hmm. which this is a horrible way of sober living is to do things. And I want that recorded is <laughs> the second I called and was like, hey, I, I didn't end up drinking tonight, you know. And they're like, well, you can't come back. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, this is where I live. You know, like, what do yeah, I do? Yeah. And so I ended up staying in a hotel that that girl paid for and was like, oh, well, we might as well drink. And I was like, great idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I just got kicked out of sober living. Let's do it. You yeah. know, this is a, what so else do you got to lose? It's a spirally thing. And so I, you know, I ended up, you know, going to talk to him and stuff. And the next day in the sober living is like, well, because you drank, like you have to, you know, either go back into inpatient or, you know, you can't stay here. And it That's was like, so dumb. even if it's like, well, I'm not, you know, That's drinking now or whatever. Yeah. They're just like, well, no, like you're, you gotta be out. Yeah. And it's like, well, I have nowhere to go. And they're like, we don't care. Yeah. And well, yeah. Thus ended up, you know, with me kind of having that phone call that I dread to have with my father. Cause to me, I failed again. Right. And I knew where it was like, they were, wasn't handled the best way, but it was handled with how they knew how. And especially in Idaho, where like even when I went there and and like friends or something heard I went to rehab, they're like, I heard you went to rehab. And I'm like, it's great. You should try it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like to all of my high school friends, I was like, you should go. It. Dude, it's like, it's a resort type thing, you know? Yeah, not yeah, all yeah. of them. I went to some that are not. I went to one that was just yeah. the only one I didn't graduate from. And it was, ugh. <laughs> it was <laughs> a place to something else. But, uh, but yeah, so I, at that point, I have a conversation with my family and saying, hey, you know, and I don't know what to do because, like, I didn't really realize how blessed I was, and I had no idea what the word entitled was. Um, you know, my, my dad's a very modest man for very successful, well-off, but he, he raised us well to, like, you know, we weren't, I mean, we were blessed, a little spoiled, I'd say, in just scheme of things, but, like, we always had that sense of, like, I don't even want to use the word spoiled but like we were just blessed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we didn't just get everything we wanted. Like there was you know, a limit or things to do or work for or, but I look back and I was like, holy crap, like I was really blessed. And like my family kind of took care of me, even though like I worked through college, sure. they were still providing for tons of stuff, if not everything you know, other than well, like I worked to have money and things. And so I went from kind of really being reliant, dependent on my parents to when I had that phone call with my dad saying, Hey, like I, you know, like, why'd you get kicked out? And I was like, well, I ended up drinking again, you know, and I, not knowing what to do. And it, it just turned into basically like, well, good luck. Mm, wow. And how old are you at this time? 23. 23. Wow. So you had a lot. This is all, yeah. And a Between very short 21 time. and 23. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm thinking is, years had passed, but like, no, no this no, is, right? well, and this is yeah. just all like, there's more within sure, those years. Sure. More. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, and that's how this continues, this cycle of like, holy crap, like how old are you, um, does continue throughout my life. Um, or one time I ended up in detox years later, even I was like 25 and I ended up sharing stories with this guy who was in there who was like 77. Wow. And he was, a uh, like 
multiple war vet. No, it was like 78 something. Mm. Now it's kind of like you're talking with him because nobody would talk with him. He wouldn't talk to anybody in the detox center and uni's really cool. You go outside and stuff. And I was just like, I want to talk to him. We kind of ended up sharing stories and stuff. And he was just like, he remembered one thing that really hit home with me is he told me, he was like, you know, I've been through two wars and I feel like you've experienced more. Ooh. Uh, wow. And I That's didn't, crazy. I didn't, yeah. Mm, yeah and I was yeah. like, I was like, you're, stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and he was like, no, I'm serious. Wow. Because of some of the stuff that we were sharing stories and whatever. And that, were, that didn't really hit with me until years later when I remember he said it. And I was like, so yeah, but so at that point I'm homeless wow. to go back to yeah. um, good luck. And I'm on the streets in Salt Lake City with no money. And, you know, uh, and that turns into, well, what do I do? Right. Um, because it's like, just like that, poof, like no contacts, no family, no, you know, like walking around the streets um, with nothing. And I was like, and that's where you start to build this, like things are so bad. And this is what I learned. And I, I kind of just learned this recently over the years where I had to start developing this persona, especially when I was homeless, um, where like drinking or drugs or anything, like they allowed me to create this false reality yeah. mm. that made me okay with my current circumstances. Huh. That kind of like gave me this hope. What do you, what do you mean by that? What, like this so like, false reality? You know, it's, it, it just came back to the same idea of like burying the truth from when, even when I was younger, so heartbroken or so hurt or like, like hiding that, like sweeping under the rug, sure. like, which is very Idahoan culture to do. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying like that small mm-hmm. town, like, cause everyone talks about everything and it's mostly just all the crap on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if something happens for someone's family, you know, it's like, like I became that kid that like my parents no longer like, but people are like, well, how are Blake? How's Blake? And they let me know, like, we don't like talking about how you are and stuff sure. mm. down the road. Not anything, you know, against them, but uh, so I started sweeping things under the rug where I was like, okay, I'm homeless. And the only way that like was a smart kid. And I'm like, I'm going to drink. I'm going to be on the streets. I'm going to have some type of inebriation so I can sure. be okay with this circumstance. Yeah. Right. Um, and at this point you're just sleeping wherever, doing so I, whatever. So I, um, I wasn't homeless for long because, um, I, so I ended up staying on a friend's couch well, a friend or someone I knew in rehab that let me stay there for like a night. Mm. And at this point I had been like, okay. And then it was like their roommate or something like was freaking out because they just had somebody staying on the couch like for the last month or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that lasted like a night. And then I was and that, at that point I was like, okay, well there's nowhere else to go. So for the whole day I'm kind of wandering around um, Salt Lake city, um, you know, and, and I was like, Screw this, and I had a couple bucks on me, and I went and bought a bottle of vodka because that's how I knew how to treat my Jeez. problem, right? right? And had my backpack, mm-hmm. had a backpack, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll just walk and be really intoxicated. And they got to the point where, like my phone was dying, and uh, it was night, and I think at this point I'd wandered into like more West Valley area. Uh-huh. I don't know Salt Lake at the time, right? Sure. Mm. But this is not a good neighborhood that I'm walking around in, and it's getting cold. Cause it's, I can't remember what time of year it is, but it's, it's not warm yet. It's like February mm. or something. Somewhere around there. Cause it snowed that night really heavy. And I was walking around and I was knocking on doors cause I'm from Idaho, cup of sugar and jello. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm knocking on doors asking people if I can charge my cell phone. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. Like definitely screwed with that. Right. And it was, I still had the thing with this, like, my, you know, my dad was like, you good luck. You're on your own, like totally done with me and everything. And not fully probably grasping the circumstances or, you know, I'm sure like you're just doing the best they know how, again, I'm not trying to speak ill on my parents. Um, and then I remember finally somebody answered and this dude answered and he was just like, what in the hell are you doing? You know? Mm. And I was like, I kind of just was like, dude, I, I don't yeah. know what else to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he was like, you're going to get yourself killed, you know? And at that point I realized that I was like, not in a good part of Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> and because I was just, I was just, you know, knocking on doors, not like at night, um, trying to figure this out. Cause I was, cause it started snowing 
Yeah, I remember yeah, they were really like, cool. Like, I'm going to die. Yeah, like, right. pretty yeah. much. You know, and, and you're in fight or flight. Um, and uh, and his, his wife was very sweet. Like, she came running out and gave me, like, some crackers and cookies and some juice or something. Like, here, take this with you. Yeah. And I was like... Mm. I remember the back of my mind. I was like, what is this going to do? But I was like, so really grateful for the gesture and mm -hmm. actually have somebody who was receiving. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I didn't know what else to do. So I ended up kind of wandering around and taking a really, I remember a really, really big drink. Um, like when I would drink, I mean, I would probably like, if this were vodka, I could do that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, and at that point, it's kind of probably about what I drank because I was like, I'm just like laying down and I ended up, nestling up next to a tree it was snowing and i woke up with police officers um and i just kind of but I, I i had kind of come to and they're going through my backpack and stuff and I, one of them was talking to me and he was like when they walked up to me they came and checked on me because they thought i was dead sure because i was covered in like mm. i was covered in snow oh my gosh and wow. i was just like nestled up next to the tree um and then we realized you were breathing. And so they took me to jail, thankfully. Mm. Um, and, At least you weren't outside. Well, yeah. And, and I, so I went to jail, but I mean, like, I didn't do anything really wrong or anything. So they immediately go, mm. yeah. like, to release me. And I end up um, going from there. And, and uh, I think this was the time where, like, this is a fun part of the story. This is God, right? So they, when you're in jail and they release you, same idea. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. just like, yeah, hey, here, goodbye. It's still snowing outside. <laughs> it's still a snowstorm. I no longer have my backpack or anything because they take it. They took your backpack? That's what they do. They Jacked just, up. I think, so the backpack, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember if I got my backpack or not back, but no, I did. They just empty everything out of it. So at this point, it's like you you no longer have any of the liquor, any of the anything, right? Sure. And um, <laughs> and now it's like you know it's still snowing, so you know here's your uh, bus token, which I actually think I found these tokens in one of my boxes, which I have to this day. Wow! Because I didn't end up using those tokens, which I couldn't believe I found them. I was like, there's only like one place I got this because it's a little old school coin that's got a picture of a bus on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is usually they're like, go, there's your bus fare, find somewhere to go. And, and at this point they let me out at like, it was night again. It was not the time where I, I don't even think buses were running. Yeah. And so, so again, I'm just like, I went from screwed to kind of okay to screwed again. And there was a guy waiting in the room, in the waiting room. And he was, uh, just start talking with him. And he happens to be a professor from Idaho State University. Wow. Um, and I told him, I said, well, I went to Idaho State, you know, and we start talking and he just kind of has this thing, you know, he's picking up his girlfriend. I don't need to know the rest of the story. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like now that I look back, I was like, I didn't question it at the time, but like, now, like why are you now here? I look back, I'm like, what's your girlfriend do? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, you know, cause this is Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> um, and then we ended up talking and then he, he asked, he was like, Hey, we, they were releasing his girlfriend at the same time. He's like, is there anything that we can do for you? Mm. And I just said, take me to a hospital. And he did, took me to a hospital so I could detox. And then from detox, I was able to get into rehab because I knew I had insurance and I was, when I was homeless, I was not, I was never the one that was like, okay, these are my circumstances. I'm going to go stand with a cardboard sign. I was like, hell no, I'm not standing with any sign. Gotcha. Call it so pride. What call happened it your job at this time? What job? <laughs> okay. Like, got no job when did you lose point? that? Like, so when I, I left Idaho Falls. Okay. So I left Idaho Falls, came down to rehab. Um, the Best Buy job was gone when I, you know, I kind of quit that after I just, quit going after drinking mm. for like three months straight. Okay. Um, and then I moved down rehab, sober living. You don't have time for a job. Okay. So you're not able, you're also not able to work in sober living because you have to go to their outpatient program. Yeah. Mm. So like you are relying on whatever, you know, if you have family or whatever and, you know, my, my dad has helped me out with the sober living and it's like, but other than that, like I didn't have money. Mm. And, uh, you know, so it was like, okay, so I got into detox went back into rehab mm. right very gratefully so and 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 stayed in that one for 
a while. Um, which some rehabs like, <laughs> I mean, some help, some maybe don't. Like this one seemed pretty set on. They were trying to destroy an ego I didn't have. Sure. But oh. it was that persona that I created of Van Wilder. Mm. And so I had this person, and I was looking back because, like, they were just like treating you, know, yelling at me, telling me I need to change, calling me like, like, like treating me like I'm some egotistical maniac, dick, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like a narcissist type guy. And I'm like, not really, because like, I, I didn't really show like who I was much because like I, that that the sweet innocent little boy wasn't safe. He got picked on. Yeah. He also yeah, wasn't exactly. liked by girls. Like when I was an asshole, I could get a girl. Mm-hmm. And usually it was when we started dating and they found out that I was like really sweet and kind and caring that they were just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. like what, dude? You hear it too, especially, and this yeah, yeah. is where I joke about like, you know, American girls. But I was like, <laughs> you have this, uh, cause God, you know, told me my wife's Australian and, uh, and, and so, because uh, I used to joke about it, I was like, I can't date American girls, I'm too nice, right? Like, because then they all mm. cry about, like, I can't find a nice guy. And I was like, uh-uh, lies. Yeah, <laughs> lies. Right. Lies, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want a nice guy, be honest, right. you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah. Like, That's so true. And so, that, I just say that because that one ended up kind of, I think, totally breaking me down, like, to... Like, they even took away a confidence I already didn't have. Wow. Um, And that's one of the things that can be dangerous with some of the therapy methods because there are some therapists out there that use some hardcore shit. Um, I've had experience with so many therapists. It got to the point where I used to joke about, like, I'd goodwill hunting my therapist. (laughs) And we start talking about their feelings. Yeah. And, like, we would just have conversations on what they're going through. And when I got to rehab, sometimes they would literally be like, they'd have meetings and like who wants to take on Blake because like the rehab community knows each other <laughs> sure <laughs> and like my therapist sometimes would be like I, I don't we don't know what we can how more we can help you and I was like well let's talk about you <laughs> right <laughs> And, and you can't help me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> but um, and so this started. You know, my parents had, had really kind of dis, uh, disowned me at this point as um, a failure or whatever, and and. They're not really knowing. All of a sudden, they just find out I, I get into another rehab. And, um, you know, and they get a call from there. And it's just like, oh, you know, he's still failing. When it's like, no, I am trying. I am literally surviving. You know mm. what I mean? Like, even getting from the streets to jail to here or whatever, yeah, like, that's, that's cool. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and that started this cycle, right? Still no family. Yeah. Again, you know, like rehabs have like family evening nights where they have the family come in and try to understand addiction sure. and try to like, hey, you know, learn why your child kind of went through this or, well, excuse me, not child because they're all pretty much in, in rehabs like 21 and older, or, <laughs> but we're children, you know. But anyways, like come learn like why your loved one's going through this. And my family wanted nothing to do with it. They didn't want to come do family evening nights. They didn't, you know, I, they, they went to, I think... They got, they went to one and that was like, no, I never again for them. And then my dad, cause it was my birthday one time in rehab kind of got, came down and had a group therapy thing, like one, one time. And so, and that's one of those things where like, you know, you're not speaking ill on them or anything, but there was just, they didn't want to understand. They wanted me like, Hey, call us when you're fixed. Yeah. You know, type mm-hmm. thing. Instead of like, do you have no idea what I'm going through, what I've gone through? And so this was, I was on my own. And so going from like really, really well blessed, not also our school education system doesn't really teach you anything about money or how to manage it or do any of that other stuff, right? right? Totally. Right. I just like throwing that out there. And uh, <laughs> to good luck, you're homeless on the streets in Salt Lake City. And that started from 23 on of this, I have to figure out life now. Yeah. And I have no idea what life is. No family, wasn't welcome home for Christmas. Mm. Even like when I was doing well, and I was like, hey, I'm doing well or anything, you know, it was like, hey, there's nothing for you here. I was still seen as that failure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I never really understood that because I was like, I'm in, I'm like, I'm in rehab with like people who, you know, rob their parents and and hurt them physically. Or, you know, I have all these comparisons, you know, like people who like heroin and, and these other, which even for them would be like, you know, like seemingly like worse addictions. Uh Uh-huh. 
Um, which I learned real quickly. Like it's, it's all the same thing. Like I drank my alcohol, like a heroin addict use heroin and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, right. or whatever. And like, not to be looked like it's, it's the solution for people. Um, not that I ever, I've eat alcohol or anything, just to throw that on the record, <laughs> you know, Steve-O did it, but that was like not, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that started this in rehab. Okay. I start feeling really good. Get out of rehab. You got it in order because the only way I had to live was where the rehab kind of put me, right? Like, remember, like, I still have no money, no contacts. I have insurance and I have yeah. people's goodwill who put their faith in me, who I will never forget. Mm. Everybody who's helped me along the way, like, blessings coming for you. I, I, I promise you that. But, uh, you know, and so I do the sober living or, or after I got out of that one, they didn't have a sober living yet. So I went and stayed with a buddy from rehab you know, and then still having this cycle of like not figuring myself out, never actually having a true core problem addressed. Um, a lot of it because of that persona that I put on is like for safety for so long. And, um, dude, this, this went on for, for years. Wow. Like just bouncing back and forth. Well, yeah. You know, like I go to rehab, I do really well or whatever because I'm sober and I'm abstinent from this problem I have, which it's never addressed correctly. And that's where you speak on the rehab cycle of it. It, they, it. It's good to like, okay, if someone really needs their time away from it, they need to do this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a wonderful thing to do and there's really great programs and there's really great therapists out there. There are some therapists that can do a lot more harm than good. Right. Um, and not to spook anybody on therapy or anything or speak ill on it, but I have had, like I have gone through all of it. And, uh, well, not to sound arrogant, a lot of it. Sure. Mm. Um, and it's where, you know, and when you mess up again, the first thing people do, especially in that community, you're like, oh, you need to go back into treatment. Becomes It becomes this community, this washer and dryer cycle community mm-hmm. where you're going to meetings and you're, you're hanging around the same people. And it's like, hey, meetings keep us sober. And I'm like, that sounds horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, not very full life. Like <laughs> I have to check right. in for this to pass my, and then I was like, and there's so much based around sobriety. And I'm like, you're missing the point of recovery. Right. So sobriety and recovery are two very different things. Yeah. And then also there's a difference between recovery and recovered. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and people in the AA community and stuff could be losing their shit right now because I said recovered. And it's it is. It's it's such an identity. (laughs) It's right. Like uh, that's it like you're it's so well that's so funny you say that because I this is what I was thinking earlier as well, is it's all based around identity. It becomes your full identity. And you can't see anything beyond that. You can't see you know, and I remember I was even watching, this is totally random, but I was watching a TV show. It's like a comedy, but where they're all alcoholics, recovering alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny because they constantly just live in that world. There's yeah. no vision. Right. There's no future. There's no anything. Yeah. And you're constantly being identified with that. And that's, and that's so true. And, 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 it, and it becomes, especially for me, like that's the world I came to knew, right? Yeah. Because now it's like no family, Idaho, Van Wilder's gone <laughs> for now. Mm. You know, I know he's gone, but it's like, Mm. you know, and and it's, uh, it becomes this world of like, okay. And and then you don't really realize how small that world is when you're living in it Yeah, until you get like set and broken out of it, which I had a a chain of events in my life that, you know, other multiple things that, that showed different areas of the world. And when you're able to, especially like when I came through again and started coming to, to Christ, and being born again. Like my thing was like, I got really spiritual. Right. So, so lead us up to that. So yeah, there's that so happen? much. That's where I just started thinking. I was like, there's so many events. Like, cause that was all 23, 24. Right. And well, then, we'll kind of fast track a little bit. So you're going, you're in that <laughs> rehab. You're, um, I just want to, I, I want to get to the, the good parts of your story. Yeah. Okay. Um, not that those aren't good, but you Which know, what one? I mean. um, there's jail, there's death. There's, <laughs> yeah. so, okay. So there, you're going in that rehab. Died. Your, well, I, I want to hear that story. So you're in a rehab, you're homeless, you're doing all these things, you're going back and forth, you're, you're trying to make sense of it all. What was the point that you almost died and then set you on the path to right. meeting, having a relationship with God? Um, oh man. So we'll, so we, the washer and dryer thing, right? So I ended up going into you know, whether it would be nine months at a time, six months at a time, 13, 12 months at a time. And then when you relapse, it's like, well, you know, and then the family's like, 
like you know like oh, 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 like don't touch it because he re- relapsed you know and yeah, I, yeah. I always just like what the fuck yeah mm-hmm. right. you know what I mean <laughs> right. I'm like <laughs> like like I hope are you drinking again are you drinking again and I'm I was always honest you know mm-hmm. yeah I'm like honestly I'm like yeah and it's like <laughs> don't talk to us and yeah, I'm yeah. like. You're just, you guys drink, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, right. everybody drinks. And like, it's not like I was like going ape shit or anything or like, I would be like, I was always like, you know, I wanted someone always. And I think a lot of people can relate to this where I wanted to be understood. Mm. You know, I wanted somebody. And that's where I think people end up in, in, in unhealthy relationships and, and getting into marriage, like marriage and the relationships. Marriage is great. But, um, partnerships that, that are unhealthy because you want someone to understand you so bad oh, yeah. that you kind of rush into it and you get on right. Tinder and you get on Bumble and instead of it's just like trust me create the best you and the one that's going to understand yes. that will come yes yeah. um, right and and for that it's like so we have this washer and dryer cycle right where and I, I did some really cool stuff like I wasn't just this like you know like because like again like you know college showed and wonderful judge Randy Smith gives me credit that I'm kind of smart mm. right <laughs> and uh you know or just really good at at bsing long page answers <laughs> you know he's like you'd be a, you're gonna be a great lawyer and i was like because i can debate like you know i don't yeah. know but anyways yeah. just teasing so um you know like you know i i'd have good jobs or whatever and and still just wanting that connection with my family and and still never being able to have it so like you know as a as a young adult or anything, and then like I don't know anybody in Salt Lake, and like all my connections are in the recovery community or, or, or rehab or whatever. And you know, there was something more there, and like you know, something spiritual that like that's not actually connecting. That's just kind of knowing because that small mm. world that I was never meant to be contained in. Sure. Nor do I think anybody is, because um, that that world will you'll just keep cycling around in it, right? You go to AA, and like I I went to a meeting the other uh, with a, a guy from church just cause he was going and, and some other people were there and I hadn't gone to a meeting in years. And, uh, you know, at this point I was helping out. This is where I became a leader in the recovery, uh, at Awaken. And mm. I was like, Oh, I'll go there, you know? And, and like just the atmosphere and everything, you know, just felt so. And I, I remember a guy, it was very different. Yeah. Well, I remember a guy who used to be kind of like this higher up in the AA community who used to have like six or seven years and a, a you know, a cool car and a good job and, and girls liked him. And he was like, if you want what I have, right? No. <laughs> right. And now it's like, but he got up and got like his 30 day chip or something. And, and, and like, I just started realizing that that revolving door, like, you know, it, it, it it's, it's meant to like, like, you know, the AA principles are, are God principles, right? People yes. just mm. leave that out. And in Salt Lake, you hear some things like anything can be your higher power. It can be, plant or a doorknob and i'm just like they literally say doorknob and i'm just oh like God. no way freaking can't <laughs> no doorknob is saving anything <laughs> other than like you know thank you that we can close and shut a door you know right, what i mean yeah. and but uh so like uh going in through that i did some cool things you know and i ended up having some cool jobs jobs that i really really liked and and always trying to think of this sense of making it like you know when i ended up working for a, a supplement company and um, cause I, I accidentally got into bodybuilding. I tell everybody accidentally because I did like training was my thing. I trained hard in rehab. I remember subconsciously, like probably if you want to do psychotherapy on it, like when I stopped getting bullying is when I put on muscle. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I always got likes because I had muscle. And so, and training just became my thing in my outlet, my therapy, where it became like the headphones on world off type thing. And, uh, so that got me into this and, you know, I was always kind of looking the part and then getting connections in a, in a job offer, which the guy really, really helped me out. Um, really, really awesome guy. And and when I ended up doing the supplement company and then it was like, okay, and then you go fly out to Florida to work at an expo, you know, and you're hanging around, you know, pretty girls and beaches and stuff. And, yeah. and you have this false, uh, unrealistic, ununderstanding, educated view of, okay, cool. This is like, I'm on track to make it. Um, you know, especially where like everybody wants to be like Insta famous or whatever, dude. Sure. And it's so stupid, like recording like all of my life and mm. just wanting to be this character still. This character. I wanted to be this persona uh-huh. that I was trying to create. Um, but you know, and, and that just turned into just, you know, 
same idea, still never having that comfort or connection, drinking out there, uh, ended up being like missing my flight <laughs> and being stranded and homeless in, in, in Florida for two weeks, oh, you know, cause I, I had lost my ID at the passport and with no ID and a plane ticket, they're not going to let you board. Yeah. And no family to, to, to say, Hey, I'm in Florida, help me out. They wouldn't, um, you know, and, uh, that was, you know, long story short in a way that ended up happening. I ended up making it back. I had three bucks on my pocket with no like photo identification. And I made it back like a week and a half, two weeks later from Florida to here. Um, I got Delta to honor my ticket and I ended up having a detox there that I uh, was able to medically prove who I was. Oh, wow. So I had like a medical I'd, I'd form of identification that got me wow. on the flight. Yeah. So like some of the things that I've gone through, dude, like, like, you know, homeless in Florida, homeless in Vegas. Um, so how do you almost die? Yeah. I did die. Like no. Okay. At least that's what was, was told. Uh, so that, you know, same kind of dream. I ended up, uh, coming back from Florida. Um, this was all actually, now I think about it, a very eventful month and, uh, not having anywhere to go. You know, and, and screwing up everything with with that really um, nice and cool opportunity I got with stuff in my company, uh, realizing like, hey, you know, like I messed up, and uh, picking up my final check from them, and uh, you know, which left a bitter feeling in me of like, wow, like I really, I really did f up. Like I, like, am I just this sure. f up? Mm. And so using that check to get a hotel room and for however long and being like, well, I got nothing else to do. So calling up an old buddy from rehab being like, Hey dude, I'm just chilling here and I'm in a hotel. Like, do you want to just like get drunk and you know, like I got to figure out something in life. And so hanging out with him and, and you know, uh, that escalated into let's go to Vegas (laughs) <laughs> and a uh, horrible idea. Um, and so, which was not a fun trip under any circumstances and ended up going to Vegas and, uh, it was, there was just a lot of different circumstances that just alluded to like, we ended up, you know, like he ended up like stranding me multiple times, like at restaurants and stuff and so it was like really like I ended up closing down a restaurant like the bartender ended up giving me a ride like elsewhere or whatever and it was like really set weird thing of experiences and um to the point where I couldn't get a hold of him and I was like wandering around the strip and he finally came and picked me up all pissed off and was like we're going home you know and so we ended up doing that and we ended up getting in a fight on the way back and he ends up kicking me out of the car okay like throwing my luggage out and then just running and getting in his car and driving off. And I'm in the Nevada desert. No, not near the strip anymore. Um, <laughs> and I just remember grabbing my luggage and I, I, I mean, I, I don't remember a lot of this, but I walked back to the strip. Oh, wow. In the desert, really dehydrated from alcohol and <laughs> the lack of alcohol. And I mean, been drinking for days straight. Wow. Um, and apparently when I got back to the strip, I collapsed and, um, this is how, cause I, I woke up in the ICU, right. Mm. With a breathing tube in my throat, which I ended up ripping out because that's how I woke up and came to. Sure. And, um, there was three off duty. This is a God story. Obviously there happened to be three off duty first responders who watched me collapse wow. on the strip. Jeez. And, uh, came up and ran up to me and started working on me, ended up getting me medical attention. But I mean, it, I was reported like from the way I was understand, like it was like the doctor said, no, 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 you were dead. Wow. Like you were like, talk to my, my, my family. It was, you know, my, my mom said like, Hey, well, your son is alive, but he shouldn't be, he should be dead, dead. And he was dead. Um, for however long got resuscitated, was in the ICU for however many days woke up. Um, I don't know if they had twine or something. Cause I'm sure they had my hands tied or whatever. I don't know what happened, but it didn't work. Cause I ended up just pulling my breathing tube out, which like tore up, 
you know, I couldn't talk for like two weeks after that. Oh, wow. Um, I remember like, I think of it like the way to describe it is like that scene in the matrix. Oh yeah. But like mm. with no lube. <laughs> so like <laughs> dry, just dry pulling. And it was, uh, you know, yeah. and at this point, so I'm in the hospital for a rather long time. That was a really unique experience. My first experience with a catheter, which I don't ever want to have one of those ever again. <laughs> Awful. And uh, mm. like actually like having to like kind of teach my body like how to walk again. Yeah. Like having to like take steps and I couldn't stand. I couldn't get up for a while. And by teach my body, I mean, obviously like I started learning and just my adapting and I don't know how to explain it. It was it was gnarly, right? But a total God thing because it was like, you know, no brain damage, no, no, no oh, organ damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Everything was like totally fine and healthy with me. All a God thing where it's like, you know, you go, you go without oxygen for so long. Sure. And it was like, no, everything came back like wonderful. I've had scans since. I actually got one a few years ago because I was wondering how my heart was. And they're like, everything's wow, wonderful. Mm. But uh, so yeah, so that was... That was death. Okay, so you, you're going, so clearly your lack of return is still a shit show, right? You're still bouncing around, yeah. doing all these things, dying, basically, right? Uh, so that, yeah, that got me back into rehab. Yeah. So how and where do you where do you meet Jesus at this point? Yeah. Now? So this goes through a cycle of you know um, another just kind of the similar pattern of trying to land somewhere where I can be on solid ground because yeah. I was never really on solid ground. I feel like I was running across like water pads, right? Uh, for my whole twenties. And it felt like that because I had to move quick or I was going to sink. Yeah. It was yeah. sink or swim. Mm -hmm. Fight or flight, I lived in it for ever since that whole kind of good luck moment. Sure. Sure. Um, and I ended up becoming like, you know, my thirties and it, you know, and it comes through where I, I just have, so things started getting really spiritual for me. Like I have what, what I, like at the time, you know, I went pretty new agey with some stuff where it was like a spiritual awakening. Now all of a sudden, like I have, uh, like I can feel things, right? You know, and, and I, this is after like I've been sober for a while, um, you know, and it's like you can kind of like feel a presence and you, you like supernatural things are happening. Sure. And like in the spirit world, like, you know, the worlds we live in things that like some people would call like paranormal. I'm having like paranormal encounters. Gotcha. And so I'm wondering like what the heck's going on. I realize it's real. And the only people who I know who actually deal with this stuff are like new agey kind of witchy sure. people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And Makes so sense. I start looking for answers and stuff there because I'm like, okay, like this is real, you know, like the crystals and the, the chakras and all these things that I can actually feel, like I can tangibly feel it. Wow. And mm -hmm. you know, like I can feel the energy and stuff from crystals and I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff's real. You know, so I start kind of buying into it, um, realizing that that's, that's, that's not the right direction for it. Sure, sure. I actually didn't realize this at all. I thought it was. And then kind of having more darker spiritual encounters, um, you know, to like monic encounters of stuff where it's like I'm staging my house regularly, you know, doing Palo Santo, doing all of it, like doing, you know, clearing out these evil spirits when I'm realizing like, okay, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> and like looking back, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. I was like in hell, sure. like totally being tormented because the devil could obviously like see who I was and whatever anointing I had or something. And it was like, you can't know who you are. Because knowing who you are, like through Jesus and being spiritually connected, is like probably like his worst nightmare. Mm. And um, me still being new agey, dated a girl, had me go to church. I was like, oh, I can do the whole church thing. Remember, like seminaries, sure. You know, and I went to church with her, and I got hit with the same feeling. Like you know how like you all probably feel like the Holy Spirit and stuff. And we, mm -hmm. but like all that feeling and stuff and everything I was feeling with the new agey thing was there, but stronger. Okay, like something's here. Right. But I didn't still didn't think it was Jesus because the Jesus I knew was the churchy Jesus. The religious like, the religion, Jesus. Like, right. the religious yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. I right. didn't think it was like, wait a minute. Oh yeah. Like you start reading the new Testament and it's like that spiritual Jesus that healed people, you know, that said those who believe in me, you know, will do the works we'll that do. I do and yeah. greater works than mm -hmm. these will right. they do. Like that's spiritual. Right. Like when Jesus wanted a demon to leave, he didn't sage anything. He said, get out. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, you know, and and it was gone. It was yeah, like, right. please, yeah, yeah. 
my, our bad. Was this your house? Yeah. <laughs> like, was this a friend of yours house? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. we didn't even know. We we thought we were three houses over, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I start having this, still not thinking it's Jesus, still fully believing Jesus was a real person and, and a good person. And, you know, because you know the truth hits whether you want it to hit or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but now I'm starting to believe in God. Being like, okay, like there is... And how old are you? This was... Uh, 31, 30. Oh, wow. So you bounced through. Okay, so we made a huge jump. So you bounced around a long time. Yeah. Going back and forth. And yeah, and in that dang. stay, like, just for the sake of time, like... We had to like, this quite a bit. Yeah. And we're still... Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in, in, in that yeah. sense of time, there's also... I mm-hmm. did five months um, in jail for crimes I did not commit. Oh, jeez. At all. Like, we're totally, like, dismissed later on after I fought them for years. Hmm. But it was one of those things where, like, they're like you're guilty till proven innocent. And even when I was in there, like these ridiculous charges and their whole thing was like, we're going to hold you. Even the, I think it was like, we're going to hold you here basically is how it felt until you take one of our deals, which is, Hey, agree to these charges. And I'm like, I didn't do any of these. Mm, yeah. I was like, yeah. I didn't do any of these. So I'm like, no. And so they kept me there till the, you know, my wonderful judge was like, could see what was going like, on. okay, hold up, let me out. Cause who knows how long they would have kept me there. Yeah. yeah. Um, at which point I wasn't, you know, I was in a halfway house and still trying to find my way because I don't have family support, friends, or money. Uh, well, I guess I didn't really, I really didn't. And, uh, you know, and after fighting those later on, like a year or two ago, a couple years ago, everything got dismissed. Mm. And which is, you know, wonderful. And uh, I, I just say that because that's a part of the story. Like you go to jail for five months, like your life changes. Like right. that inside there of itself is a whole nother world of like, holy shit. Um, and you see mm. the system from the inside out yeah. and you're, you're kind of like an animal in there. They treat you like it. Yeah. Um, very much like an animal. And so. Yeah, so you're finding Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> that's one of the parts we skipped over. <laughs> now we're finding Jesus. <laughs> right. You know, just real quick. Something happened. And uh, now we're finding like, so, you know, like, okay. And, and me and this girl, we break up. And I still wanted to go to church. Sure. And I was like, I don't want to go to that church. Um, so where do I go, right? And I, you're still in Salt Lake at this time? Yeah, we were going to the well. Okay. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of getting plugged in a little bit. And I even started wondering about like tithing. I was asking her, I was like, what is this? You know, like, do I really? Because like, it was kind of like that whole like, you know, and then I start just feeling inside of it where it was like, start, start doing something. Sure. So I was putting a little money down, you know, and I was like, okay, I'll give. Because I think it's not, I looked at like giving to charity. Sure. Instead of like how the Bible is where it's like, you know, Give the it's church. all, yeah. it's all God's money. He right. just wants 10% back so he can bless you with more. Mm-hmm. We know. And then, so this ended up like, I don't know where I'm going to go to church. And like that next Monday or so, there's this, this recovery group, uh, a friend of mine uh, owns a recovery gym called FTR, people in recovery. And oh, I, I, I know used, that place. Yeah. Ian, oh, yeah. Ian wonderful, yeah. wonderful man. Good, good friend of mine. And uh, he, you know, so I go there on Mondays to train and, uh, and stuff. And there's this girl that we're going around circle saying what we're grateful for. And I say, God, because at this point I realized with all this, you know, demonic attack and all this, like what I'm feeling is like, you know, spiritual warfare and everything. Like, like God is where I need to be plugged in. Cause it's sure. what's going to like help. And I'm grateful for God. And then this girl comes up and is like, Hey, I heard you're grateful for God. Do you want to go to my church? And I was like, what? Like, that was weird. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm looking for a new church and it ends up being awakened. Oh, wow. And so we go there and it's the weekend before Pathfinders Conference. Okay. Mm. And Vince and Becca actually were just like, hey, we were, we can feel like we're supposed to give you free tickets. Mm. So I went to Pathfinders Conference. Who the was next. the girl that invited you? Yeah. Well, that's the best part is nobody knows who she is. Nobody's seen her in Awakened since. Oh, wow. What? And she, and she hasn't come back. What? Wow. And I've never okay. seen her at the gym or anything else ever again too, right? So wow. like a total godsend okay. like... Like, look, your mission is to get him there. <laughs> and uh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Who took you to the well? Um, well, I mean, we don't need to go into names. Okay. Just, okay. just for their anonymity. Well, because I, I was asking because I know Fit to Recover as well. And so I was like, ah, oh, yeah. well, who are these yeah. people? Well, yeah. I, 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 I'll tell you later. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you know who it is. But uh um, yeah, so I, I start really plugging in and I'm like, okay, like I'm diving in, right? Mm. And I'm very, very spiritual at this point. Sure. Like would not consider religious. And this is the first time I'm starting to hear a church talk about the difference between spirituality and religion. 
Mm. right? Saying that the religious spirit's actually oppressive and it's not a good thing, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And once you read the right. Bible and understand the Pharisees and stuff like that, you're like, huh, makes sense. Makes yeah, sense, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And it starts to learn like why religion pushes people like away from the idea of God so much because of this universal God and, and, and um, creates this fear. And mm. then, but like the spirituality connection, that connection is as fathers and sons, you know, sons and daughters of God, like that, that relationship he wants yeah. really understanding. So like my first year kind of back, I was really just plugging into what I knew as universal God, you mm. know, and, and just like kind of having that being almost afraid of him because of like learning the spirituality and how powerful he is. And once you realize the Bible's true and there was a Leviathan, mm. you're like, whatever I did, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> My bad. And, uh, My bad. and then especially over this last year, it's really been like building that relationship and connection through Christ and what he did to uh, be like that son of God, have that father-son connection, which is literally like, yes, he is the one true God almighty, but that's Abba. Like that is father, right? Mm. And then really developing in that. And that's where being spiritual and, and kind of learning that I had a sense of healing per se, like when I was even in the new age and stuff like that. And, you know, you learn about Reiki and stuff and I could lay hands on people even then. Oh, wow. And, and they would feel like the heat and they would feel, and I could just, I could feel it like I feel now. Mm. Not realizing that like, you know, we're giving these gifts, but we're not giving the giver the credit. Sure. Right. Mm. And, I, and, and that's where like, you know, one of those things where once you step into once once I stepped into it with Jesus, and I was like, okay, well, I, I even asked. I asked. I, I gave my God everything. I was like, hey, here's everything. I'm yours. Mm. He was like, all right, let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> now we're now we're right where we're, supposed, and, uh, now we're supposed to be. And it's been a ride, man. And it has has not been easy. It has been. I mean, so much has changed, but what's truly changed more than anything, like, you know, is, is, is for everything I pray for. And I always tell people this too. I say like, God will give you anything you ask for, but he's going to bring you to it, not it to you. Mm. Right. And, and in a yeah. sense of like, and, it, and there's so much time of like that journey of however he gets us here sure. is where people tend to fall off because yeah. they seem, they, there's a sense of almost this victim mentality of, I'm not saying anything like I've, I've been in it plenty of times myself where like, why would this happen to me? And what is this? And it's like, totally. you're being built into somebody who can steward all you that, want. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, exactly. Say, already. yeah, even, right. even if it's millions of dollars, like you want millions of dollars, God's for it, especially as a son and daughter, but he needs to put you as someone who can steward that. Right. right. Because, because how many times, like, you know, riches and wealth, typically they, they amplify what's inside of us, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So he will make sure and kind of clean house, if you will, um, which is something I know he's been doing hardcore through me and, and it, to building you into that character that can steward that responsibility, that pressure, that wealth, mm-hmm. so it won't destroy you, right? Because you have millions and millions of dollars, but if he gives it to you, just poof there, you don't know what harm that could actually do to you, to your family or anything if he doesn't prepare you for what journey you're actually right. asking for. And so that, that's that been really what it's been through with me. And, and it's it really is kind of this like, you know, this fire. Like you're put in the fire, you're forged in the fire. You know, and the strongest steels are forged in the hottest fires. Mm. And it's and it's like how much he loves us to, to know like, hey, I want you to have this, but I want you to keep it. And I, I want it to bless your life, not ruin your life. Wow. Um, and, and it's, it's, do you trust me? Yeah. Will you lean into this? Will you push And faith is like a muscle, right? And the more you push into it for that resistance, the stronger your muscle becomes just mm. like any muscle, totally. which is right. why I think God was like this guy. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you right. want to work out? I'll give you a workout. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, and it really has been. Yeah. And, and, and with that, my faith has grown. Like, cause when I pray for people now, you know, like I've, I've prayed for people, miracle healings, as you know, yeah. Um, all Jesus, all God. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. the instrument, but it's, uh, I wasn't always like that. I wasn't always willing to go up to somebody and, and be like, Hey, you know, like when I heard and it's just stepping into that faith and having it grow to the point where it's like, well, now I lay hands on somebody and I, 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 I like know kind of what's going to happen. Or I just, I don't really, but I have so much faith in like, he's going to do whatever's best. Mm. Um, that it does. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're at our end of our time. Absolutely. Go ahead. All the 
all the working out how was um yeah so great question so so that really that got very well restored um a few years ago in in the sense of i mean they could see how well i was doing they could see you know like wow there's something really different but i, I think it still kind of falls back into um and it's kind of where it is now where you know, I, I had a good corporate job. I was making good money. Um, like I see, I think that's kind of the ways a lot of success can be measured. Sure. At least from like understanding in ways. And you know, our, our relationship was restored really, really well. I, it seems like, I mean, now it's still like we have a wonderful relationship. Um, we're not as close as I would like because I kind of stepped out to do my own thing mm. as far as business and things go. And, and my parents don't really agree with that. But once, and truthfully, like when the fruit, as the fruit starts to come and, and it's there, I mean, the relationship's just going to take off and flourish. Mm. Not that it's based around that, but it, it does feel like we have a lack of communication around that one thing of, of hey, this is how you succeed. And then me truly listening and being obedient and being like, you need to trust me, this is going to take you here. Wow. Mm. Um, and even if that means like having to kind of step away from that for a minute, like, and that's faith, right? That's actually like, I'm, I'm willing to like, okay, like you guys got to trust me on this. Just the faith is healing or anything else. Yeah. yeah. The, the outcome of this is better than all any of us could imagine, but there's that sacrifice, you know, that, that I can't fix this now. Like, oh, I could just take the corporate job and do this. And my, my family would be like, you know, making the six figures and they're like, oh, he's doing so well. But like, I have, I know there's so much more that I've been meant for inside of me, so much more that's been even spoken over me that that I, I know and, and, and told me that I'm like, I have, I have to go for it. Sure. I have mm. to lean in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully we get to come back and have a talk sometime. Where we get into About that leaning in, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Okay. So one second. <laughs> My closing thoughts. Um, well, thanks for again, having me. And I, again, I, when I, when I sat down and you were like, Hey, we kind of want to know your, your life story. The first thing that, that kid that did come to mind was, Oh my gosh, we don't have the time. Um, <laughs> because that was, that was such a reader's digest version. Yeah. Yeah. Of even everything that I've, I've experienced and gone through that I was like, I was like, oh man, like hopefully we can at least get a, an idea. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, so give us, yeah, give us your ending. If you have a thought, you don't have to, but like if you have like, what do you want to cap this off with? Um, lean, lean in. And it's one of those things where if, if, if you're seeking and you're wondering and you're feeling, because there's always that seeking, right? Even when the new age stuff, like mm. they're constantly seeking, right? They're looking at their horoscope for how their day is going to be or... Sure. You know, it's, it's, and nothing against it because I was there. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. or, or getting t or cards read or like, what's mm -hmm. my fortune and, or seeking or if anything, it's like, dude, give Jesus a real shot. Like, like we're talking like the spiritual Jesus, not the religious Jesus that people grew up with where, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not like that oppressive out of fear of religion of, Hey, don't do this or this or that's wrong or that's right. Like, like, no, like, like Jesus dined with with you know, tax collectors yeah. and, sure. and everyone else. And like, he, he was there for, for you. Right. Like if you're seeking, you know, go to awaken, go to something like, like just actually pray, you know, like he's like, God's listening where it's like, it doesn't have to be this ritualistic thing, but like for me, and that's what changed everything as far as like addiction and everything else. And like my life goes, it's like actually inviting Jesus into my heart and being like, Hey, I've, I, cause we could go with all of my stories. Like there's pretty much nothing I haven't tried at this point. Sure. Mm. Like down to the witchy stuff, like mm. wearing special necklaces that protect me from evil spirits. Like, come on, dude. Mm. <laughs> like demon doesn't care about that. They're laughing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, and it's like, I want to give you a shot. Like mm. actually you have that relationship with you. If you're spiritual and you think there's something greater out there, a connection or, and I'm not dogging. Like if you can feel things with, you know, crystals or tangible evidence, perfect perfect because that's who I that's where I was and like I've been mm. and I'm not going to deny it because it's hard to deny because like when you can tangibly feel it mm -hmm. you're like okay. I feel a spiritual <laughs> presence there 
That's a good start. With, with yeah. Jesus, it is stronger, it is safer, it is cooler, and you don't feel like lost. You mm. know what I mean? You feel like, you know, like instead of seeking, all of a sudden, like you're found. And it's not against all the other stuff or what anybody's doing out there. I'll, I'll never dog on it or anything. And um, because it's like it's it's so cool that you're there and that you found that spot and that connection. But if you find it with him, every gift you have gets amplified. Sure. Mm. You know, like you, you, you really like who you are gets amplified. Um, you, you find who you are instead of seeking who you should be. Mm. Once you have that, the rest of it's just like, you really get to be like, what can I do? Mm. Like, you know. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> Uh, um, there's got to be so much more here that we can. Well, you can tell. You can tell. No, there's like yeah. I want all these stories and all these things and all these pieces and get the full story. I feel like. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you like, definitely. My wife's probably gonna be the only one who ever has <laughs> the full story. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we'll definitely, I like, I think we got to circle back to some of these things one day oh, yeah. and just get some more of these stories that you have because, I mean, we hear them at men's prayer, yeah. Um, but, you know, or just, you know, random here, here and there. And it's just, it's cool to see, you know, and I see, I think that's actually what I'm going to name the episodes is lost to found. Yeah. And because you said it there at the end and it's like, it's a hundred percent accurate, you know? Um, well, the, now yeah. he's, he's going around actually physically healing people yeah yeah from going from dead right to <laughs> right yeah so it's just it's a crazy story it's, it's <laughs> uh, yeah. definitely go back to this episode 83 if you haven't gives a lot more context this episode we out